There we go. Okay, people of Earth, take two. Welcome to episode 164 of Revenge of the World podcast. I am going to release the last uh, solid try I gave to launch the show, and I uh, forgot to hit record on the audio, so hopefully everything's going all right. Um, tonight's podcast is brought to you by LoneStarButtons.com. You know, once the dust settles and the smoke clears and you have your pot project, your business, your event that you want to promote, uh, go on to LoneStarButtons.com. Get some buttons because they're a great, inexpensive way to promote really anything. Um, I promote my artwork through them, through uh, everything that Lone Star Buttons does, uh, which is buttons, bottle openers, mirrors, and magnets in different sizes and shapes. Get with the owner, Adam Stimpy Jones, and uh, check him out. He's, he's a good dude, and he does great work. Uh, so, to get in touch with Lone Star, you can email info at LoneStarButtons.com, or you can call the owner, Adam Stimpy Jones, on his personal cellular device at 281-798-1996. Use the coupon code, I want to suck on your hairy tits. It's official, uh, and you'll get some buttons thrown in for free. Also, we're brought to you by Jessica Dieter, agent of insurance. Do you need to protect your, your rubble? Your soon-to-be rubble, your soon-to-be charred vehicle, your soon-to-be flooded domicile. Uh, give Jess a call at 281-607-5263. If you live in Texas, she will shop some insurance for you and uh, hopefully save you a boatload of money. Uh, we're also brought to you by Destro's Treasure. You can go to www.etsy.com slash shop slash Destro's Treasure. That's D-E-S. T-R-O-S treasure and uh, look for some artistic one-of-a-kind well few-of-a-kind gifts um, like this uh, handy R.I.P. coaster that I designed myself and uh, created myself with the help of my lovely wife Jessica Dieter agent of insurance um, yeah we have we have some that are less vulgar but uh, that's pretty fun and it seems to be popular with the ladies um, yeah, that's it for the intro. Let's get on to the show. All right, so you may, you may, you may notice I am solo tonight. Um, it is... What time is it? <laughs> I'm using my phone to record the show. It's uh, it is eleven o'clock on the dot on a Sunday night. Um, I tried to do this last week, but as you're about to hear, a couple things came up and uh, put me in a bit of distress. But uh, eh, it uh, you know, water off a duck's back and all. Um, so yeah, I'm here alone. Uh, bitch and Brennan Birch had some uh. Schoolwork he had to do last week, so he was not up for the, to do the show. I was going to go solo, which is always challenging. Man, if you could see the clusterfuck around me right now. It's uh, it's pretty amazing what I had to go through to uh, set up two laptops and, and a phone camera. Um, but uh, hopefully everything's working okay. I hope my phone is up for the challenge. I've not done this in a very long time. Um... I don't know if I'm getting audio. I guess I could have tested that first. But 
we'll see what we can do for you audio listeners. Thanks for uh, hanging out. So, uh, yeah, I decided to do the show solo to see if I could. And uh, last time I tried to do this, it was kind of a... It was different for me because I had no one to have a conversation with. So I'm just basically talking to the future people that are going to listen to this, which is, you know, normal. Uh, It's just uh, odd not having my buddy, my bro, my broski around. Anyway, that's that. And this is this. Um, Made a few notes for the show. Uh, You know... (laughs) It's it's weird because when we when we do the episode, I make show notes and I and I jot some stuff down on the document to you know remind me what to talk about on the show when I do it. And you know, since it's been a week, a solid almost two weeks since uh, the last episode, I forgot what this means. What I wrote down, I forgot. I have I had no idea. So I had a few days to think about it, and I wrote down haircuts and colts. And when I came back to it, I was like, what the hell does that mean? That is so random. Haircuts and colts? Uh, so I thought about it. And I was like, well, I did cut my hair the other day because I had a job interview. And uh, I didn't want to look like a uh, peasant ragamuffin off the street. Um, so what? I cut my own hair. I got it. <laughs> it happened to me in, I guess I was in high school. And uh, I don't know if I've told the story on the show before but you know it's just one of those dumb experiences you have i don't know if anybody's had this experience but um in high school uh some of my friends were friends with these two girls that like to hang out with each other and uh you know we we got to be hangout buddies for a while and this one girl asked me if i could cut her hair for her because at the time i was giving out a lot of punk rock haircuts i had never cut a girl's hair before i was surprised she wanted me to do this uh i had been giving out mohawks and uh you know setting people up for liberty spikes and stuff like that and uh she asked me to cut her hair and she wanted it just it was kind of like a you know just the typical uh teenage 90s teenage haircut the the long on top and short on the on on the sides and in the back and uh I felt pretty nervous about doing it because I'd never cut a girl's hair before, for one, and she had pretty long hair. Like, I just didn't feel like this was going to go over very well. But, you know, at the time, <laughs> it seemed like, you know, this girl's taking her life in her own hands and, and trusting me to do this. So, uh, you know, now I would have said to myself, I can, but should I? Uh, and for this reason. Because I cut her hair, came out great, very clean, uh, very even, did a good job. And, you know, I was talking to her while we were doing this. And I was like, you know, it was brought up that her her parents were going to go ape shit, you know. And I was like, oh, man, that sucks. Uh, Are you sure? I mean, it's too late now. But uh, what's done is done. There's no going back, you know. So this girl apparently went home and her parents flipped out and sent her away to some kind of jesus boarding school shit you not uh i was in shock you know i was like over a haircut like my my family would not do such a thing you know um so it was kind of hard for me to even believe like at first i thought i was being you know bullshitted but apparently not she uh 
never saw her again for the rest of my life. Still haven't. Uh, Naomi, if you're out there, if you're listening, uh, I deeply regret my actions. Um, you know, we both should have known better, I guess. Uh, so, you know, the story didn't end there. Apparently, it wasn't just a Jesus cult uh, camp. It was a cult. Um, they wouldn't give her back to her parents, apparently. Uh, and, the you know, the rumor was that they had to go, they had to send people to get her. The parents had to hire people. And, you know, this is all hearsay, but uh, her parents had to hire people, dog the bounty hunter style, to go get her out of this cult and bring her home. Uh, to be deprogrammed, uh, or so the story goes. I don't know. Uh, Naomi, if you're out there, get in touch. Rotwpodcast at gmail.com. But yeah, it was a kind of a weird story. Um, and weird to think back on because you never would think that cutting someone's hair would be that much trouble. But hey, you live and you learn. Uh, I've never had things go that bad for the rest of my haircutting uh, experience. Um, so yeah, I got stories. Just you know, skip ahead if you wanna if you wanna get into the news or tenfold tirade. I got two, three more, two and a half. Uh, so I was on the I was on the phone with my aunt the other day. Remember when T-Mobile went down? It was uh, it might have been two weeks now, um, or close to. Uh, T-Mobile went down. It was it was down across the entire country, which was very suspicious. Uh, I was talking to Brennan about that, and we came to the conclusion that w- it was some sort of attack on the infrastructure. And T-Mobile has not admitted to such, but you know, you go on on Reddit and uh, look things up, and you know, there's other people around that that uh, agree it was an attack of some kind. So when the network was out. You know, I'm no genius. I'm no technical expert. I'm only a level two. Brennan's a level seven, uh, studying to be a level nine. Um, he can't work on nuclear power plants yet, but he's getting there. Uh, so I'm on the phone with my aunt. You know, I, I turned on my Wi-Fi calling, called my aunt to uh, just to shoot the shit, give her an update. What's what's up in life? And uh, as I'm on the phone with her, her power goes out. She goes, my power just went out. I almost shit my pants. I thought China detonated an EMP somewhere, and uh, shit was about to go south big time. Oh, about to lose my my phone and got it back. All right, good to go. Um, almost shit my pants. Thought the what's happening? Something's going on. Hold on. Anyway, I guess we're good. Okay, so uh, the power went out at my my aunt's house. I almost shit my pants. I thought we were under attack. Uh. Almost freaked out. I didn't know uh, what I should do because I'm completely unprepared for uh, any kind of emergency like that. Uh, it reminded me of uh, when the residents of Hawaii got a text message saying that uh, nuclear missiles are on the way. You know, there's nothing you can do. What is going on with my phone? It is. It's doing some weird stuff. Anyway, back to the story. I'm going to ignore it for now until probably going to fall out of the holder and just explode on the floor but until that happens i almost shit myself didn't know what to do paranoia level was at a code red uh and then her power came back on and i was like oh my god that was so scary uh but yeah yeah it reminded me of when hawaiians got a text saying imminent nuclear incoming <laughs> attack you know uh 
that had to have, you know, really caused a lot of panic. And that's how I felt at the moment. So uh, a lot of things ran through my mind. Like, do I have food, water, gas in the car, uh, you know, bullets, gun? uh, Where am I going to go? Is it going to be safe at my house? Do I need to, how am I going to call my family when my phone doesn't work and the power goes out? My modem doesn't work. This is fucked up. Um, but obviously it happened over a week ago and everything's cool. So don't worry about it. (laughs) Don't worry about making preparations. Uh, everything's good. Uh, USA, USA. I don't know. Um, but on top of that, the reason the show didn't happen last week, last week, prepare yourselves, you know, grip it tight. Your, your little, you know, bunny hole. Uh, I went to the doctor. I had a rash. On my shoulder, right here, can still feel it. Had a little rash right there on my shoulder, and uh, it started getting swollen. You know, I don't go to the doctor for shit. Uh, if I got a broken leg, I'll wait till the next day to see if it's healed. Uh, but uh, this worried me, and I told my wife, you know, fuck this, going to the doctor tomorrow. I'm gonna set an appointment. So I set an appointment for the next day, and I went. Your boy has shingles. I wasn't ready for that. Uh, you know, the doctor went through a few tests and, uh, you know, she thought it was one thing. It turned out to be another. Um, but yeah, it was shingles. And, uh, you know, it's it's something you're in danger of getting if you ever have the chicken pox, which I did as a kid. I think there's a vaccine now and I don't I don't think kids will get it. I, I'm not a dad. I don't know. Um, probably not too hard to find out. Uh but yeah, I had chicken pox as a kid, uh, and if you get chicken pox, in the future you're in danger of getting shingles. Apparently, if you have a couple other conditions, I don't know. Um, so yeah, I got shingles, I took it in stride, I knew my grandma had it, and my mom had it, um, so it's it's all good. I got a prescription for an an- uh, antiviral medication, and uh, I left... I left my doctor's office, went to my car, called my mom. She answers, uh, mom, I got, I got shingles. She goes, oh, oh no. And she starts crying. I'm like, mom, why are you crying? And she says, that's the most pain I've ever gone through in my life. Immediately my heart sunk. Cause you know, I got diagnosed with shingles. I I have no idea what that means. You know, I, I have zero clue. I've never researched shingles and and what that is. So my heart sunk when she told me that, when she was crying, like, not my baby, not my baby, you know? And uh, she didn't say that. She just was saying, that's it's very painful. So I start freaking out. I'm like, okay, well, you know, <laughs> I've got a journey to go through. Uh, and uh, it's not going to be fun. So I'm preparing myself for the next. She said, you know, it took a month for her to heal uh, from her last episode, which was earlier this year. And I said, oh, fuck, you know, what am I going to do? Uh, you know, I got I got plans. It's my it's my buddy's birthday this weekend and we're supposed to have uh, them over. And, uh, you know, I didn't know what I was going to be going through. I, I had no idea what was on my hands. Um, but luckily, you know, it's been it's been almost it's been almost a week and uh you know, it's, it's done, you know, it, it's practically done. Uh, and I never had any pain. I had a lot of swelling. 
a little, I mean, a little bit of itching, um, but it, it was more uncomfortable than painful. Like, it didn't hurt. So, I mean, maybe because it's, maybe because I'm, you know, a lot younger than maybe the typical shingles patient. I, I don't know. I don't know. But it didn't hurt. So I got really lucky, I guess. Uh, but damn, it's not like I got, you know, diagnosed with something terminal. My mom's crying on the phone. Uh, just kind of weird. Took Caught me off guard. Caught me way off guard. And uh, hopefully nobody else has to go through that. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. My mom had to take like uh, stuff to make her nerves numb or something like that. And uh, I never had anything to do with my nerves like bother me. I mean, other than like, you know, bad back making my leg tingle, you know. But uh, yeah, who knows? Who knows? Not me. Didn't experience it. I guess it was uh, just an odd experience. I don't know. Um, I did, uh, I did go to the grocery store the other day. Everybody was wearing their masks, ex- except for one, one white dude. I don't know. I was wearing mine. Can't count me in with the, that, that, that guy. Uh, but, um, he was getting yelled at by this, uh, little Mexican woman with a mask on to wear a mask. And it instantly brought me back to what was happening in New York a couple weeks ago. Maybe longer than that. When, you know, people were getting screamed out of the store for not wearing a mask. Because they were in the middle of a pan- an epidemic at that point. And uh, here we are, Houston, going through the same type of stuff. Apparently our, um, our emergency beds are at like 97% occupancy. Which is crazy. Um, and people still have to be told. People are still fighting it. And... Uh, you know, it's it's not news that, uh, you know, I listen to talk radio because I like to see the the mirror image of, of the mainstream media, you know, opposite image, um, counter to the mainstream media. I listen to talk radio, conservative talk radio. Can't take it for very long, um, but I'll listen to it in the morning just to see what the hot talk, what everybody's pissed off about right now. And uh, this talk show host named michael berry who i loathe as a human being he's like pretty fucking awful i mean he's not he's not rush limbaugh awful where he dehumanizes people but he michael berry is very clever at connecting with the good old boys of you know his town houston and uh surrounding areas and uh you know he was the one propagating the image that uh everything is overblown and you know we need to open businesses back up, you know, rather than take care of a health epidemic that's sweeping the country. Um, but the white guy at, uh, you know, I shouldn't say white guy because I don't care. Whatever color he was, he was ignorant and uh, he was being a dumbass at, in a uh, public place when he should have been a good neighbor and protected his fellow, you know, fellow Americans that are trying to tamp down this disease that's going around, virus that's going around. But no, sir, he thinks that's just overblown, and he's within his rights not to wear a mask. If I had a brick, I would have hit him with it. In the knee, or foot. Then I would have run away, because I'm a coward, and I don't want to get in trouble. But, uh, yeah, this whole this whole thing, people just still do not get it. Uh, we, you know, me and the babe, we like to, uh, you know, we'll, <laughs> we like to, uh, we like to get out every once in a while. We'll take a drive, you know? 
we're uh we're not immune to this whole uh you know staying at home thing it it drives us nuts and it drives me nuts sometimes because man having the shingles that really put uh mental stress on me you know i thought at any moment i was going to be going through excruciating pain and i have nothing like i have no could have i guess i could have drank a lot i have a lot of vodka in my house and maybe some uh some tequila maybe but uh yeah i didn't know what was gonna happen it was uh it was an uncertain time for good old gabe so we're talking you know sitting on the couch just hanging out she was like you know what i could go for some coffee right now and i'm like well i could make you some coffee or we could see what starbucks is open and uh go through the drive-thru near starbucks was about a 20 minute drive it was in wallaceville if you don't know what Wallaceville is, it is, uh, I guess it's a suburb, but it's more of like a chemical planty suburb where you just drive, you, you drive over a bridge and there's just a bunch of chemical plants and stuff like that. But there's a Starbucks there. And, uh, so, and it didn't close till like 1030 or something like that. So we went and, you know, I don't know. I mean... You're supposed to be wearing your mask if you're serving food and all that. So uh, we thought it was strange that the people working there, out of the three people that were working there, only one was wearing his mask. And I joked it was because of his looks because he looked like a big, goofy dude. And uh, the other two people just didn't have masks on. And they were the ones making the drinks. We drank our shit. Don't get me wrong. We drank our shit. It was delicious. Uh, You know. Don't care if you hate Starbucks or not. I'm not, uh, I don't wear a shirt. I don't wear a hat. I don't have a bumper sticker for Starbucks, but, uh, we like their coffee. It's, it's pretty tasty and it's not, you know, I know, you know, there's better coffee out there. I know there's better coffee here in my house, but, uh, we just wanted to go out and get some coffee. Maybe, maybe a little banana bread. Who knows? That might've happened too. Don't crucify us. Uh, but yeah, nobody there was wearing a mask. Well, one guy was wearing a mask. The other two were not. And we thought that was really, really weird. Because shit's going down right now. You know, it's it's a it's an emergency. But, I don't know. Some people care. Some people don't give a fuck. But we drank that shit. That Corona coffee. We drank it. We enjoyed it. It was very good. And, uh, let's hit some news. We all know what time it is. It's time for the news with Gabriel Dieter and friends. I just saw a message pop up on my phone that I might have to save this and start a new video, but I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to let it record until it stops. And if it does, you can just hit up the uh, audio version. All right. First story, Detroit's RoboCop statue, a magnificent obsession for nine years, now is nearly done. Okay, so, I don't know, man. (laughs) I feel really bad even talking about this story, but I think this is happening in Detroit. Yes, uh, Venus Bronze Works is building a RoboCop statue, and it is not done yet. They started it in 2011. Now, I have never created a statue 
but and it looks life size it doesn't look like it's three stories tall or anything uh it's been nine years uh i want to cut you some slack but then again i have a feeling i could have learned how to do it and done it (laughs) in five uh i know i'm being probably an asshole if they see this but uh which no yeah they're not going to but uh it's just strange it is strange you know what i'm saying so and also you know this is the detroit free press uh website and uh you know the movie came out in 1987 it was a fucking smash hit now it's a cult classic why would this be started in 2011 you should have been doing this in 1987 when the movie came out and you know the city had money back then i would think uh maybe not because they filmed it in detroit and it looked pretty bad back then um could be wrong i don't know uh but yeah i just think it's super weird that they're doing this uh they're not finished and then a news a news story comes out saying basically they're not finished that they're almost finished so it's kind of weird it's not an unveiling uh there's no excitement around it people probably forgot about it and maybe this article is just supposed to remind people but damn 2011 it's 2020 it's taking a while bros guys gals whoever's working on this thing um mm-mm-mm. you know now that i'm looking at it it does look kind of big and they have it on a some kind of support from the ceiling so maybe i'm just full of shit and this thing's enormous and you know made out of metal so but on the other hand you know come on i think part two was filmed in houston but houston could have got that shit done you know next story houston's got a lot of money though you know a lot of resources a lot of artists probably could have got it done uh next story hackers just leased hackers just leaked sensitive files from over 200 police departments that are searchable by batch number um pretty fucking crazy pretty crazy i think it was anonymous that did this uh i don't know if yeah that's that's nuts so uh stories have been coming out from this leak how like you know there's thousands of of cops that have reprimands on their records and i mean nothing was ever done and some of these cases that i've read are terrible like you know of course police brutality goes unpunished um it is just nuts man and i think they got this so this is where you know this is where brennan comes in because he would have read this thoroughly from top to bottom and he would have taught he would have you know given given the correct info where i'm just flying by the seat of my pants because i read this last week and here i am just uh making shit up basically but uh apparently the hack happened because uh sorry i'm i'm distracted by this camera uh apparently the the hack happened because someone left um this can't be right this can't be right i i'm probably i'm probably mixing two stories see this is where brennan comes in guys because he really keeps shit on straight he is the uh he's the fact guy i'm the conspiracy guy which means i do zero research um but i read something or saw something that uh the way this happened this can't be right this can't be right this makes no sense in my mind so why am i even passing it on to you I shouldn't be, but I'm going to, and uh, then we're going to move on off of the story. Apparently, there was a sign that was left on the door. Please don't lock this door tonight. And the FBI, being who they are, 
followed the rules, followed the request, and didn't lock the door at night. And somebody went in there and <laughs> pilfered through a whole bunch of files. Now, is this correct? I am 99% sure I'm wrong about this. Um, pretty sure it had to do with a different story. But for the sake of the show, <laughs> look it up yourself. Because that's what you should be doing anyway. Next story. Uh, Steve Bing, producer, film financier, and philanthropist, dead at 55. Uh, so, apparently, this guy has very close ties with Jeffrey Epstein, Ghislaine Maxwell, uh, Prince Humperdinck, whatever the fuck his name is. Uh, Prince, uh, the fuck's his name? Bill Clinton, um, Prince Andrew. Uh, and now he's dead. Apparently, he killed himself. Another supposed, uh, did he jump off a bridge? What the fuck? Uh, sorry guys. You know, I decided tonight, like, you know, before, before it's time to get another episode up, I need to do this show, and, uh, we're gonna get this shit done. I sh- I should've taken the 15 minutes it takes to, uh, refresh myself on these stories. But, lucky for you... <laughs> You're just going to get a bunch of bullshit tonight. Um, apparently, Alan Dershowitz is upset about the whole Epstein uh, doc on Netflix. Yeah, okay, so the article I have here doesn't say how he died. Uh, you can look that up, I'm sure. It would be no problem, but I'm going to do it right now. Hold. Please hold for the guy that didn't do his homework and is doing it live for you right now. Yeah, he jumped off a bridge or something. Jumped some, jumped off a high-rise balcony. Okay, so it's really hard to fake that, guys. I don't know. Sounds legit. Multi-million dollar guy. Multi-million dollar guy? Millionaire? Multi-millionaire? Ever hear of that, Gabe? Uh, dead. Jumped off a building. Was connected to all these dirty people. Probably did a lot of dirty shit himself. I don't know, you know, but sounds fishy. Definitely sounds fishy. Um... What else we got? This is crazy, guys. This is crazy. I don't know if you've read this. I don't know if this has in, been in the news. Five days ago, this story came out. You know, there's kids in the car, kids in the room. The world's a colorful place. Let them listen. Fuck it. Uh, Starbucks under investigation after L.A. County off-duty cop allegedly finds tampon in his frappuccino. He found a tampon in his frappuccino. No. Okay, so... Did you not hear me? <laughs> Do I need to repeat this again? I don't want to. I don't even want to think about this story. It's disgusting. Um, but we're going to investigate. Uh, there's a picture firsthand. First off, there is a picture of this tampon. Have you ever seen a tampon soaked in coffee? It's uh, pretty shocking, to say the least. Uh, you know, doesn't doesn't look very appetizing. You know, he ordered a frappuccino. It's not really all I can say about that. Just use your imagination or look it up. It's disgusting. Uh, the officer reportedly stormed back into the cafe to complain about making the grisly discovery. Uh, the LAPD police union told local media that the alleged incident was a disgusting assault on a police officer that, and those responsible should be publicly exposed Fired, arrested, and prosecuted for their cowardly and repugnant actions. Guy, calm down, okay? So you want some Starbucks employees to do more time than someone that's beat somebody's brains in on the street. Uh, should not happen. I mean, you know, 
I've said it. I've said it the past couple episodes. Being a cop is tough, but damn. Slow the fuck down. Collect your thoughts. Calm down. You don't gotta be violent. That's the last thing you need to do, you know? Uh, <laughs> seek counseling. Um, yeah, this uh, tampon thing. It's crazy. Crazy. Oh, Amy Schumer won't apologize for her new figure. Thank you. Don't don't grab any more headlines. Uh, so, this is interesting. Next story. Um, have you ever heard of Ghana, Africa? It's, uh, it's in Africa. Uh, a Ghanaian minister has sent a message to African Americans. Come home, build a life in Ghana. You do not have to stay where you are not wanted forever. Um, minister of Tourism, Arts, and Culture, Barbara Oteng Yassi. See, Brennan? Brennan's good for this too. He's uh, very good with foreign names. Uh, gave a speech at Memorial uh, at a memorial for George Floyd. She claimed racism in America continues to be a deadly pandemic and encouraged black Americans to consider moving to Africa. A government scheme launched last year called Year of the Return was set up to enable members of the global African diaspora to resettle in Ghana. The initiative saw thousands of black people visit the country and beyond the return launched this year uh, has the same mission, whereas Otengyasi hoped Mr. Floyd's tragic death would bring an end to systematic racism, uh, she announced. We continue to open our arms and invite all our brothers and sisters home. Ghana is your home. Africa is your home. We have our arms wide open, ready to welcome you home. Nice sentiment. Very nice. Um, <laughs> this is no... Uh, this is no stretch. I'm not uh, sticking my neck out to say uh, it shouldn't have to come to that, you know? Uh, it's very nice. Um, I bet a lot of people would take this invitation. Um, sounds like some already have, and uh, it shouldn't have to come to that, you know? You're American, born in America. You should have all the rights and privileges of every other American. And that's the end of that story. I just thought that was interesting. What is happening? Controversial corona, coronavirus lab. Coronavirus is a new... Is one word? That that surprises me. Uh, controversial coronavirus lab origins, origin claims dismissed by experts. Oh, okay. Now I'm starting to get it. Who, who added this story? Was it me? Uh, new claims that the novel coronavirus SARS-CoV-2 was engineered have been dismissed by scientific and intelligence experts really intelligence experts are telling us the truth and we should believe that covid was not man-made but this says SARS-CoV-2 now I am confused I know Brennan probably posted this in the doc to be covered on our show and he's not here and I have not read this so this is another reason uh doing a solo show is harder than you might think but I'm going to attempt. Okay, this is some heavy scientific stuff. I'm going to drop this story. And you should look it up because it seems seems fishy. Um, you know, we found a scientific report that said, you know, they were fucking around with, with uh, some SARS viruses. And, uh, you know, that's, that's basically it. It can be done. And some people have said that it was done with this virus. So maybe that was refuting it but who knows what source that was and uh let's see 
Okay, uh, notorious Houston killer David Owen Brooks dies in Galveston Hospital. Uh, Brooks, along with Dean Coral and Elmer Way Henley, Wayne Henley, uh, were responsible for torturing and murdering dozens of boys in the 1970s. So I was talking to Brennan about this. Uh, it was a brief, brief conversation, but uh, we had covered Dean Coral before Brennan had on his mur- uh, Murder and Mayhem. And uh, it was pretty crazy. I, I didn't realize that happened in the 70s because i don't know i'm just not i'm more of a sci-fi guy not a horror guy uh especially not true crime horror type stuff uh so all of this is new to me and uh dean coral was pretty awful um his i mean they killed dozens of boys you know so it's pretty nuts uh we'll probably revisit this uh next episode with brennan because he is the aficionado um He's the guy with the Shutter account, you know? Uh, and I looked at that today, and it was it was dicey. Uh, seemed like a lot of uh, stuff you would see on the shelves at the, you know, Blockbuster or whatever that uh, was made by Blue Moon or something like that. Just indie horror stuff. And uh, not that that's bad, but for me, I have to be in a rare mood to touch that stuff. Next story, uh, the oil and gas industry faces a $1.8 trillion loss in 2020. $1.8 trillion. That's incredible. And uh, I don't know. That's just nuts, man. That, that's going to affect a lot of jobs, uh, especially, you know, where we live, where the show is nestled. So apparently if America doesn't drive, there's a $1.8 trillion loss in uh one of the major industries of the world and of course you know that's not all that gets hurt from this whole uh covid thing but it is interesting why does that sound so weird guys talking a lot of inside baseball with the show tonight sorry i apologize nobody nobody cares about that but as i was saying covid you know among other things has caused pretty much a crash i mean of the world economy. I mean, something that uh, a lot of experts were predicting was going to happen anyway, which, you know, I've brought up before. It's a little convenient that uh, that all of these forces are coming together at the same time. But that's just 2020, you know. Uh, we have a fucking dust storm coming through Texas right now. Everybody's eyes are itchy and it's hazy and, uh, you know, things are being affected from that. Um, it's just a lot of stuff. There's a lot of revolutionary talk going around. Uh, a lot of civil war talk going around. Um, it's just a... Uh, it's weird, man. It's fucking weird. It's a weird time. We're we're experiencing, you know, the curse of interesting times. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, 1.8 trillion loss uh, of an economy, of, of a, an industry that was already subsidized. You know, I, know, I noticed... Gas prices are up all of a sudden. Um, you know, near my house, there it's a dollar, about a dollar eighty a gallon, um, and I've heard a dollar fifty of that is taxes. So I don't know. It's a lot to think about. Um, and my little hamster wheel brain is struggling. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it is. It's a shocking uh, sticker price. One one point eight trillion. That's a lot of jobs that are gonna tank. That's a uh, that's worldwide too. That's uh, and that's across. You know, how many companies is that across? You know, hopefully, 
hopefully there are enough companies that can take that burden to outlast the problem but that's a lot of money and that's a lot to spread out and uh you know a family member is a machinist at uh, a place that does a lot of oil and gas work and they're furloughed i mean they it's crazy it's gonna touch so much uh it's almost like a second virus i mean you're sending people home from work to be quarantined i mean it's it's pretty nuts uh it's a lot to take in anyway i wish there was some way you could talk to me and we could talk together about all this crazy shit and there is it's called you know participating on instagram basically uh you do that and we will chitty chat together and we're gonna do that with some friend questions and let's see i gotta go to gotta go to good old facebook right now let me let me pull that shit up because i know i got some friend questions there there let's see come on now Friend of the show, Dieter Thomason, asks, Gabriel Dieter, would you ever ask model for money? And if so, how much would it take you to do it? Thomason, I'll do it right now for free. Shit. Better whip out that nice-ass camera you got. I want to capture every poor. Uh, I don't know, man. That's a weird question. That's uh, super weird. Uh, I mean, how much you got? Let's start there. If it's enough, I'll say yes. If not, we gotta go north. You know what I'm saying? We'll figure it out. Huh. Eric Eddy asks, uh, Remember, I'm still available for that ass model in position. Not a question. I know, but a friendly reminder. You know, uh, I don't remember asking for auditions, Eric. Uh, nor did we demand anything of you. It was just, you know, a question. Will you or will you not? I mean, there's no money involved. Uh, you know, you got dimps up top. How about down bottom? Let's find out. Uh, Chris Steininger asks, solo? Yes, Chris. Uh, you know, part of the reason I'm doing this solo is because, you know, I've been working on a project with my cousin, and we're kicking ass on it. It's coming out great, like, way better than we expected, way faster than we expected. Um, I can't really talk about it, and I don't want to. Just know if, hey, if this corona thing ever blows over we might be looking at something serious for next year and uh you know if you think this solo show stuff is bad wait till you know this thing gets done and then you'll really be like what the fuck come on give us a break and uh you know most likely i'm gonna lose my shirt on it uh but maybe not who knows um i try to do everything to the best of my ability except solo hosting a podcast and doing my research and everything so we'll see we'll see um i think that's it for friend questions uh was a little light this week you know that's another thing brendan's good at getting some friend questions when we need them um what else tenfold tirade it looks like this might be a short show too tonight guys uh we're probably gonna top out at an hour instead of an hour and 20 but let's find out. What's in tinfoil tarried? UFOs! See a ghost! Crazy unexplained shit! It's just a tinfoil tarried! Okay, this surprises shit out of me, okay? This is, uh, well, this isn't news, but I just came across it, so it's news to me. 
And I bet it's going to be news to you. Remember the Phoenix Lights? Still unsolved. Still pretty much, I mean, UFO researchers have tackled it. They've come to no other conclusions than it, it has to be some kind of UFO. I personally think that it's uh, man-made, uh, and I'm not talking about an aircraft. I'm talking about advanced technology. Um, what do you think? I don't know. I mean, that's what it feels like. That's my intuition. That's my whatever my uh instinct on it so the story yeah kurt russell the actor the guy that played uh ego in uh, guardians of the galaxy 2 kurt russell is the pilot who reported phoenix lights ufo sighting uh legendary actor kurt russell opens up about his experience with the now infamous infi- why can't i talk infamous i can say it phoenix lights phoenix lights ufo sighting we need to wrap this show up. My uh, my tongue's about to take a dump in my mouth. Uh, if you are at all into UFO lore, you're familiar with the famed Phoenix Lights incident, which took place in 1997. Thousands of people witnessed the bizarre light formation over the city, with many people reporting it over the course of that night. It turns out that Kurt Russell was one of the first people to report the Phoenix Lights to authorities at the time. Uh, during a recent BBC interview, 2017, while promoting Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, the actor revealed quite casually that he was apparently the pilot that reported the Phoenix Lights. There are quite a few people who reported the bizarre event as it was unfolding, but the fact that this hasn't come to light until now is pretty amazing. Here's what Kurt Russell had to say about it. I was flying... Uh, to go see Oliver's girlfriend and we were on approach. I saw six lights over the airport in absolute uniform in a V-shape. Oliver said to me, I was just looking at him. I was coming in. We're maybe half a mile out. And Oliver said, Pa, what are those lights? Then I kind of came out of my reverie and I said, I don't know what they are. And he said, are we okay here? And I said, yeah, I'm going to call in. And I reported it. Um, Kurt Russell, like Harrison Ford, is also a pilot. Outside of being an accomplished actor. Uh, So this idea of him flying his son to see his girlfriend on that particular night isn't all that hard to believe. Also, this is partially not all that hard to believe because, as Russell also explains in the interview, he didn't think much of the incident at the time. It wasn't until years later when his wife, Goldie Hawn, was watching a special about the Phoenix Lights on TV that he realized it was actually a big deal. Uh, Yeah, whatever. This, this article's kind of mushy. But, uh, yeah, he was there. He saw it from an airplane. That's incredible. You know, had that happened, you know, recently, he probably could have gotten a good phone video from it. But it was 1997. The Any video footage that we can see of that night is pretty awful, unfortunately. Um, I just thought it was really cool because I'd never heard the story. I didn't know he was there. I didn't know he lived there or lived near there. So it's kind of crazy. Phoenix Lights is a crazy fucking story. Like if you go on YouTube and look it up and see that footage and then the government story is that it's signal flares being dropped. That's just like the most ridiculous thing you could you could hear because that's just ridiculous. It's, it's a V-shaped aircraft or some kind of craft 
hovering over the city. Like, and it scared people. It worried people. People were awestruck by it. You know, a lot of people saw this thing. And it's it's one of the biggest modern sightings, you know. In 97, I was, I was 20 years old, right? 97, yeah. I was 20 years old. If I saw it, I would remember it like it was yesterday. Uh, but man, if you look, if you look into that, I don't know, I don't know if you remember what the 90s were like, but there was a lot of, uh, it was pre-internet, you know, where, you know, the internet had just birthed, uh, and people were still kind of weird, you know? I love, I love, pre-internet was a weird time. You got a lot of strange people believing in strange things, uh, especially in Phoenix. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, you know, art community out there, and, uh, where am I going with this? Well, if you look it up, if you look into it on YouTube, Phoenix Lights 1997, they will interview a lot of people, and those people are pretty kooky. Uh, they're artistic types. They're like white-collar desert people, you know, blue-collar desert, you know. Do you know what I'm trying to tell you? It's The people are kind of weird, and uh, it's kind of a more innocent time, I think. Uh, I don't know. It's just uh, It's just strange, man. Look into it. It's a it's a very exciting UFO event, especially if you use your imagination a little bit. <clears throat> what could it be? It's not it's not flares. They are on a rigid structure. Flares are dropped with a it's a flare it's it's like a roadside flare with a little parachute on top of it. You know they drop, they float. You know uh, they get caught by the wind. They're, they move about, you know, they don't stay in a structured straight line. It's not, it's not signal flares. Anyway, I thought that was pretty damn amazing. Go look it up on YouTube, find some shit on it, experience it for yourself, investigate, and uh, get back to me. Let me know what you think. Uh, you can comment on our Instagram or our Facebook page, whatever. Or you can send us an email, rotwpodcast at gmail.com. Take part in the show. It's fucking fun. What else you got to do but stay at home and not talk to anybody weird about some weird shit? We talk about some weird shit. Talk about ghosts, uh, UFOs, aliens, uh, fucking name it. You want to get weird? This is the place to do it. Bigfoot. I don't, you know, whatever. I, I, I don't subscribe to Bigfoot, but uh, I'm always willing to hear something weird, you know? Uh, you can talk all you want about it. I'll listen. Uh, this thing goes both ways. Uh, so I had another story for Tinfoil Tirade, um, which was kind of fucked. It was fucky. You know what I'm saying? Uh, in 1997, Jean Calmet passed away at age 122. She lived a long, full life, and it caused an uproar after she died. <laughs> Excuse me. Doctors and researchers were stunned to see how active Jean was and how she didn't suffer from any ailments that tend to come with old age. Skeptics were baffled, and skeptics started raising questions, which led to a fierce international debate around the world. Now, as I scroll down, you can feel free to try and guess what I'm going to tell you in a minute. Uh, it was unbelievable that this woman lived to 122 years old, but maybe the reason it's so hard to believe is because it's not actually true. Holy shit. Gene. Come on, Gene. She had one daughter named Yvonne, but some significant details about her life didn't quite add up. A group of Russian researchers believe that Jean Calmet was not who she, say, uh, 
who she says she is. Evidence began to reveal secrets of what possibly what is possibly one of the grandest hoaxes in medical history. <sighs> Jean Calmet was born in the city was is it Calmet? Calment? Calment? Jeannie Calment was born in the city of Arles in the south of France on February 21st, 1875 to a prominent shipbuilder. Uh, Jean married a man named Fernand Calment in her early 20s. Uh, he was also her second cousin, hence the same last name. Weird. Uh, his family owned a department store in the area, so the newlyweds got to live in a lavishly expensive apartment above the store. Jean never worked, but she kept herself entertained with her hobbies. She loved to play tennis, go hunting. This is one of those puff pieces I was telling you about. Can you get to the damn story? Oh, gee. I'm going to the ass end of this article so I could get to the meat of the subject. In 1997, Calmet passed away, and many people were interested in this woman and her long life. Repeating the first paragraph. Classic English high school. Uh, she allowed herself to get checked and examined by doctors and also gave interviews. Still, she didn't manage to convince everyone. A team of Russian researchers, including mathematician Nikolai Zak, genealogist Yuri Degin, and geriatrician, maybe in Russia that's a thing, but never heard of it here. Uh, Valerie Novoselov uh, started gathering information that could help disprove Kalmet's uh, alleged age of death. They used mo math models and databases to come to the conclusion that, statistically speaking, it is extremely unlikely for someone to reach that age, especially someone as active as Kalmet was. Then Zach came up with a controversial theory. Jean Kalmet was the one who died in 1934, not Yvonne. He said that Yvonne has been impersonating her mother for over 60 years. Bullshit. A picture doesn't lie. Uh, genealogist Yuri Degenen was passionate about his belief that Kalmet was younger than 122 when she died. To prove this theory, he started looking through some old pictures and compared them to modern ones, trying to find evidence of a possible switch-up. He quickly noticed that the nose-shaped facial structures and even eyes seen in her photos of young Jeannie didn't match the older pictures of her. Mm. Naturally, he was intrigued. When he found pictures of Yvonne right before she died, Degen noted that she looked more like the older Jean. Something was definitely going on here. You know, I haven't gone far enough down to the end of the article. Now they're showing pictures of this, uh, this scientist with a fucking giant beard you know it's just strange that uh people actually give a shit if this lady is 122 or not oh damn it it ends with will we ever know so obviously we don't know um so she could have been 99 years old basically what the story's saying she got to witness two world wars rebuilding of the country and technol technological advancement uh not a lot of people get to live through that and uh she did so whether she's 99 or 122, who gives a fuck? Why Why did I pick this story? I don't fucking know. Get off my back. I got shingles. Cut me some slack. Sorry. I apologize. Look up the fucking Phoenix Lights, for God's sake. I think that's it for the show, guys. Um, 
as usual, we're brought to you by LoneStarButtons.com. I had fun doing the show. Actually, it was a nice time talking to myself and talking to you, trying to do the right thing. Uh, if I have to do this again, I will endeavor to do better. That's for sure. Uh, we're brought to you by LoneStar. Blah, 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 blah. We're brought to you by LoneStarButtons.com. If you would like to promote something, someone, or whatever, whatever you want to do, make make picture buttons of your dog. He deserves it. She's a good girl. He's a good boy. Make pins of your dog. Make pins of your cat. Send them to your family members. They'll love it. Use the coupon code I want to suck on your hairy tits and get some buttons thrown in for free. And they don't know, they don't only I say they, but it's really him. It's one guy named Adam Stippy Jones. He's my personal goddamn hero. He'll hook you up. Use the coupon code. I want to suck on your hairy tits and get some buttons thrown in for free. They don't only, he doesn't only do buttons. He does bottle openers, mirrors, and magnets. So there, um, you can email info at LoneStarButtons.com or you can call him at 281-798-1996. Again, coupon code. I want to suck on your hairy tits. Throw some buttons in for free. What do you got to lose? We're also brought to you by Jessica Dieter, agent of insurance. Protect your shit. I know you're already protecting it. You might as well give her a call so she can save you money on your home insurance, auto insurance, flood insurance, and uh, something else. Life insurance, I think she can she can do too. Uh, if you live in Texas, great. Give her a call at 281-607. 5263. She will shop your insurance for you and save you money. She will find you a great policy and, you know, prices, prices, money's king, you know? Why? We're going through enough shit in this world right now, you know? Don't spend more than you need to. Uh, We're also brought to you by Destro's Treasure. Uh, Destro's Treasure is a gift, an online gift shop. Um, We carry art jewelry zines uh i think we're gonna start doing prints um go to etsy.com slash shop slash destro's treasure that's d-e-s-t-r-o-s treasure and uh pick something up we just sold a set of coasters to some lucky people in oakland california they're really gonna enjoy it that was my favorite set i was uh we can make more but it was really cool it was my favorite set i was kind of attached to it uh we also have stuff like this r.i.p really into pussy lesbian ladies love these guys should love them but i don't know lesbians are not shy about buying stuff like this it seems like guys you know you have this in your house i'm not gonna say (laughs) you know because i i made this up i drew it i made it up and i drew it and i made this so yes i'm kind of a creep kind of a pervert but what are you gonna do Anyway, everybody should have a coaster. Everybody should have weird coasters because it's just something else. Uh, it's a conversation piece. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's it for the show. Thank you to Mockingbird Network. There's a lot of good shows on that one. The network. Bleh. I'm starting to stutter and uh, my tongue's taking a shit. So go there, Mockingbird Network. They have a lot of good shows. Uh, check them out. Um, if you want to take part in the show. You can send us an email at rotwpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can look us up on Instagram, social media stuff, uh, Facebook. Do we have a Facebook group? I think we do, yes. Uh, look us up. Look me up, Gabe Dieter, Gabriel Dieter. Um, get in touch. Take part. Have some fun. 
make it fun for us too. We're uh we need it. We need you. Um go to revengeoftheworld.com, see all the different stuff we're into, and uh think that about does it for the show. So gently go fuck someone.